I'm rocking out, man. Welcome to the family with LA Nick, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Bernard. And Catherine will be here too, but you know, oh, she'd be on time if you were here now, so you couldn't have that. Right? <laughs> we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Doug here from Walzer. Tommy's on vacation again, so I'm going to have to read both parts. Dougie, what's happening? This is weird. Tommy, I'm looking for two things. A new wife and a MAGA hat? Uh, that'd be a big no. Walzer is looking for cars to sell and people to sell them. You don't have enough cars? Well, late model used car business is good, and when COVID shut down the plants, we ran low on new cars and didn't get as many trade-ins. Right now, we're purchasing used cars from people, and in many cases, we can pay Kelly Blue Book excellent. Heck, I'll even buy some of your cars. All I ever do is give, give, give. Yeah, sure. Anyway, we also need people to sell them. Coaches, teachers, servers. People with people skills work great in our no-negotiating model. Also, it's a salaried position, so you're not living from one commission to the next. We also pay you to learn. Think I'd be good at it? Not a chance. Well, don't worry about my feelings. I never do. If you're selling a car or want to join our team, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. It's the Beatles, man. Yes, it is. Couldn't ask for more How Beatles. How can you tell? It's just static. Crowd noise. Crowd noise. Oh. There it goes. Yeah, it was actual crowd noise. It's the crowd making noise, man. You know, I heard, I heard uh, Centerfold last night before I went to bed on KQ, and mm. I woke up to it, got in the car, and guess what was playing? Centerfold. What Centerfold. Time, what time today? <laughs> they got to get rid of that, that song. Off. What time today? Uh, right when I was coming here. You just got up? Yeah. This is my Jesus. day. This is the day I sleep in. This is the only day I sleep day in. You, yeah, well, you get up usually at 9.30 instead of 10.30? No, I woke up today at 9.30. Oh. But I leave the house, you know, like 10.30. Liars. I go yeah. get breakfast and come here. Liars, all lies. But yeah, that's, it played about 11.05. What are you going to do, it's man? It's a terrible song. It's degrading, too. Don't like it's degrading it? towards women. Oh, it's not for a good Christ's song. sake. Well, it, it is. Why don't you go hang out with uh, Joe Biden? I just don't think it's a great song, man. I don't either. I don't care for the song myself. But apparently, it, if it... If we wouldn't be playing it if it didn't test big. It's weird. I mean, people, I people must song. love it. I, I didn't know. get it when it came out. I don't know. <laughs> like, this is a dumb, I know. A dumb I song. Know. You're not getting any argument from me. I know what you're saying, but <laughs> I, I just that's just how it is. And, and the guy, the, I forget who the DJ is, the DJ was this morning, he goes, I gotta go. What? Jesus, you are unbelievable. <laughs> you know that? She is unbelievable. What sort Catherine of decision walks, is that? What are you that? doing? Catherine on walks in on the phone. On speaker. You started on time? 
We always start on time. It's just you're always late. We usually do start on time. We do. Absolutely we do. You're a disaster of a human being. I get phone calls all the time. Where is everybody? Uh Uh-huh. She gets that from me a lot. Yeah. You get that from you. Well, you were late too, so I oh, wouldn't one be second. One minute. My phone said eleven thirty. I don't care what your phone okay. said. Phone's a disaster. People have been asking actually about my dad's my dad situation. Oh yeah. And we never did get him up here because the facility he wanted to move into had COVID, so he couldn't. <coughs> and then his facility had COVID, so Jeez. he couldn't. And so now he tested positive for COVID, but had no symptoms, and now he's tested negative. That's good. That's, yes. That's a good But that's good. we don't know if it was a false positive. That's possible. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The mandate, the CDC, or well, the yeah. whoever, as for long as you have piece, a negative one, I know, but you're our okay. peace of mind, it would be nice if we knew it was a real positive, because then he'd be an ace Why is there so many false positives? Well, even Because they want them to be. When there's false right. negatives, well. too, though. When he moves up here, he still has to quarantine for two weeks. So, yeah, from Arizona. Arizona I just talked to him, states. and he said he can't leave until he's quarantined for two weeks. He was already. He's oh. been quarantined there for like a month. But again. nobody makes yeah. him quarantine when he gets here. Yeah. If you're moving into a long-term oh, care long, facility. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get him into my brother's house, which my brother was totally willing to do, but he needs to retrofit a ton of stuff. So he's got he grab bars. and that goes up and down the stairs. He would have to pre-fit it, not retrofit it. Oh, you're a pre-fit. <laughs> pre-fit you. Come down Jeez, here. Tom. Come on down here. I'll whip your ass there, brother. <laughs> so anyway, so the, you know, trying to coordinate this airlift command thing. With the plane for the veterans so that he doesn't have to fly commercially. Oh, yeah, they getting that done? I believe, yeah, they were totally willing to do it. I had one lined up for him, but um, then COVID got into where yeah. he's going. So, anyway, no, I've been working on this for months and months. And if it ever, ever happens, I will yes, exactly. I will faint. It's pretty cool that there's so many people that will take care, help us take care of our vets. So yeah, that is nice. amazingly There's nice. There's a lot of people that will help you take care of that. Absolutely. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and apparently the people that work for this airlift command, they just live to talk to these World War II guys. They do. They oh, yeah. They're just yeah. like, yeah. oh, they're my God. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> dad's, Everyone wants to talk to them because they're disappearing. Yeah, because my dad was probably one of, I'm sure he was young, one of the youngest that went into the war under, because he joined at 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. Lied, a lot lied. of them did yeah a lot of them did yeah. so there's not too many left there's not very few every once in a while you hear about 105 year old world war ii survivor mm-hmm. that's survived the spanish flu and just got over covid <laughs> you're like holy oh God. yeah yeah like they were in a Camp. Yeah, yeah. I've been it's watching. I've been watching a lot of series and shows of, like back in the day, like pre World War II. Man, life was hard. We complained our lives were hard. <laughs> life was hard. Oh God, God yes. Here, here. I went. I went down like a kind of a rant yesterday on Instagram about everybody being like. I'm so embarrassed to be an American right oh, now. Whatever. And I'm like, Why? I'm like, Who said that? There are a bunch of people right now that are like, it's so embarrassing to be an American and whatever. But I'm like, have you, do you know anything that's go, like in Turkey yeah, right now? Alex, these people yeah, have never traveled China? outside the United exactly. States. Turkey? No, they never traveled. Turkey, uh-huh. every morning, 
people are woken up with black and white images of women that were just murdered, and nobody does anything about it. Hey, no. just, just Yemen? Do you know what I mean? Children are dying of starvation yep. in the, the Yemen the because Sudan, of, and the, I'm just, the Sudan. Yeah, I'm like, the, uh, it's endless. You I'm can like, go on a hundred, a hundred countries. No way, <laughs> you can well, go on that, a hundred countries. All that matters is I get free tuition. Yeah, yeah. screw exactly. all the starving children. Exactly. Well, yeah, and that's like, and like, and like, God. child sex crimes. Oh, oh my God, three hundred thousand children are taken per year. Into sex trafficking. Yeah, and no one Where? says a word. In, in the world. And no in one the says world. a word. Including you know, the United States. Tons of them in the United States. If you just, if you just Google, Florida, mi- just Google missing kids in the United hub. States. Duluth. It's a, it's Duluth's forever. actually not that bad. Yeah. Well, they must have closed it down because Duluth used to be a the, hub. You, the well, Twin, Cities is, Twin yes. Cities is the main area in Minnesota. I told you guys I saw yeah. that, right? Absolutely. That I saw. The, I walked out one day and it was a really crappy, snowy day, like slushy, messy day mm-hmm. where all the cars were messy and it just caught my eye. It was a brand new Chevy pickup, black with a better, with a topper on it and, it and there was a guy in a trench coat leather screaming at the bed yelling, shut up, you son of bitches, and screaming. And he had Texas plates on it. And he gets back in the car, and at this time, I'm like, this guy must be nuts. And the topper opens, and this girl comes rolling out, and there's six other girls back there. And she goes taking off, and I got a picture of her and a picture of the truck. And I called the police, and they never came. And then so I called Chief Rondo, who actually at the time was not the chief. He was first precinct uh, head, of the first pre- yep, head of the first, first precinct and he said send me the pictures but they never did anything No. The, the, and that truck had at least 10 girls in it young 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 girls oh Bobby, my god uh, yeah and that's what they, they come to Minneapolis because it's a straight run up 10 straight from Texas to the border right to Minneapolis yeah Florida once, is really once bad. they're in Minneapolis they, they can take them to Chicago New York all over it's it's a hub it's a, it's also a heroin hub because of that reason once you clear south texas you're home free because there's not hardly anything yeah there. you're home free once you clear texas yeah there's nobody stopping you yeah it's just not yeah well look yeah. at juarez all those oh, women why? that have, have been... you ever been to juarez no i went there one time it's it's really scary place what was that show that we were watching tom about juarez those girls that were being oh, it's killed bad. and trafficked juarez is bad remember oh remember one. it was like the bridge or something the bridge oh the bridge yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god yeah, right. that it was, was the a bridge, yeah. that was a great terrifying great show you great go across show. from brownsville in the juarez it's bad man it's like wow there's something like 300 girls have gone missing and murdered oh, that, that's, in Morris. That's, that's the way it is there. That they know of. And yeah, that's just, just people in general get killed there every single oh, minute. Yeah. I mean, it's every bad night. There. A lot of gunfire in Ciudad Juarez. But, that's bad. But I'm embarrassed to be an American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, Why? Never, they must have never been anywhere else in the world. Just They've going, never been even, anywhere. Even, no, I know somebody that travels a ton, and she said this to me, and I was like, she was like, yeah, I don't even want to fly anywhere right now because I'm just so embarrassed to, you know, people would be like, oh, you're an American. Mm. Well, because of, because of violence here or because what? COVID, it, violence, all well, of it. Well, and we, did, we like, didn't start. That was China. That wasn't us. Well, but it's oh, worse yes, here yes. than anywhere They're else. They're very no embarrassed not. about not actually. Our, that's no, what not. everybody's That's what yeah. people think, saying. but they're wrong. They're I wrong. think Iran has the most 
cases per population at the God, moment. It's just people don't bother to do any research ever anymore. Well, just, people, if you just check anti, into it. The anti-American thing's going around hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's because we have all the power and all, and you know. They want to hate America. They do want to hate America. Our deaths per pop, or per 100,000 is 10th in the world. 10th in the world. There's many countries above us, and France is about tied, so. Yeah, I mean, seriously, they've got to stop running their mouths about stuff they the, don't know the, anything the, about. There's a country I'd be embarrassed to be from. France? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like France. Don't Except like for France. the croissant. I don't like France. Croissant. I don't like their airports. I don't like their people. I don't like the place. Really? Nah. France. 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 It, maybe, oh, maybe France 20 years ago. France no. today is different. It's I bet a different I bet, place. Let's see. Last time I was in France was five years ago. No, that's a Six different place ago? even then. Did you go to Paris? Yes. Oh, she's been oh, the, French, the French countryside is spectacular. Yeah, I'm talking about the cities. I'm yeah. talking about the cities. I would never go to Paris right now. No, All it's right. terrific. Paris get, has definitely been going downhill. Yeah. Yeah. we got to take a break here. We come back. We're going to talk about the four of the five guys that are causing all this hatred for America. Tom, Nick. Uh, no, their names are actually <laughs> Jeff and Tim and Sundar and Mark. Oh. And then I think Joe. Who's the one that owns Twitter? Joe somebody? Jack. 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 Yeah, there you go. Jack Dorsey, right? Yeah, Jack. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about these five pricks that are Ooh. destroying the world, actually. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up. North Minneapolis, they were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner, they hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Oh, Andy's rocking, rocking the town, man. That's all I know. Andy is rocking the town. If <laughs> yeah, the rocking time. the town. First and time it's ever been said. That's ever. <laughs> <laughs> never going to be said again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Derek Van Orden. How you doing, funny. Derek? I'm good. How are you? Marvelous. Derek, have you and I ever met? I don't think we have, but you know my cousin Kelly very well. Yeah, I know your cousin Kelly very well. I'm about, matter of fact, uh, probably about 
Oh, no, wait a minute. He's not in the office today. I was going to say I'm yeah. about 100 feet from him, but he's not in the office today. Because I told him I wanted him to sneak in here and and uh, jump on the air with you without you knowing about it, but he's not in the office today, so he couldn't oh. do it. <laughs> well, he is one of the funniest guys you're ever going to meet. He's a great he's guy. Over there uh, with uh, his insurance company. Yep, right across the hall from where we do this show. He's a really, really nice man. Everybody in that office is very nice, matter of fact. Yeah, well, that's great. Derek Van Orden is an American patriot, retired Navy SEAL, husband, father, grandfather, and Christian. He met and married his wife, Sarah Jane, over 27 years ago. What would stop doing so many things wrong, will you, Derek? Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. That, that one, uh, being married is. To Sarah has just been phenomenal. I mean, uh, I've been very thankful. We met before I became a SEAL. We got married, and she stayed with me through eight deployments, wow. four kids. Oh, five of those were to yeah, five of those deployments were to combat, and uh, we've had four kids together, and we have six grandchildren. So she wow. is truly the center of our home. As a matter of fact, on my phone, under contact, her name is just listed as home. <laughs> uh, I'm there not joking. Go. I understand. Well, you know, we've moved, I think, 13, 14 times at least, and so wherever she was, that was our center. And um, I, I think it's if more people thought that way about their spouses, I think there'd be a lot less problems. Well, in this country, but yeah, I, Eric, I can tell you this: I'm sitting uh, across the table from my wife uh, of 36 years. I've known her for 39 years. It'll be 40 years. Uh, in another 13 months, uh, I adore wow. her more than I ever have. And she's sitting right here listening to this. So, Good I mean, job. Well, I'm guessing uh, probably in about 20 minutes or so, you're going to change her name and your contact. I'll <laughs> 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 we'll change it to home, baby. My, actually, exactly Nancy's right. in my contact is AAA Nancy, just because so she's the first person in my phone. Oh, oh, there you go. go. That's so that's why I... Triple A rated, yeah. Nancy. <laughs> it's not alcohol and all this. The Automobile exactly Association. It. But <laughs> yeah, you have it just so it's a, she's the first person. Oh, that's nice. That is a wonderful yeah. thing. I thought I was under Turtle Dove, no? No, you are under Turtle Dove. Yeah, she's under Turtle Dove in there, Derek. Uh, Derek and his lovely wife, Sarah Jane, live on a small hobby farm in Hager City, Wisconsin. Derek and his brother were right... Now, this is my favorite paragraph of your descriptor, Derek, because okay. we have another thing in common. We've been with the same woman uh, you for 20 uh, seven, well you got married you've been together what uh was it close 27. to 30, 27 years yep. but you've been married for 27 uh, yeah that's correct so you got married right what right away that's pretty cool yeah i, I only dated for a couple months i think and i got married i mean wow that's wonderful well you know now, yeah. Here's the other part. Derek and his brother were raised in rural poverty by their beloved mother, Carol, who taught them the importance of hard work and self-reliance. She was a fiery Irish farm girl who also right. helped him to speak plainly and never back down just uh, from a just fight. You just described my mother. Oh, girl, no kidding. We got poor as hell. I adore my mother to this day. As a matter of fact, Derek, it's very well known in the business that if you want me to do something, you have to send a woman to tell me to do it, because if a guy tells me to do it, I won't do it. <laughs> That's a well, true story. I believe that. The other way I describe my, my mom, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, she passed about five years ago. Oh, is, sorry to hear. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, she was five foot nothing and harder than woodpecker lips. <laughs> Harder than woodpecker lips. I've never heard that before. I have never heard that before. Is that an Irish saying? <laughs> it's an funny uh, Irish saying. I think that's the Navy SEAL thing. But, oh, yeah, okay. it might be, yes. Yeah. She was just a remarkable woman, and I can only describe my father as being not honorable. Uh, another thing we have in common, Derek. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, it, he, uh, he split, and um, 
uh, my mom raised us. She really taught us how to, um, really taught us how to uh, take care of people mm-hmm. and also to um, make sure that we have a work ethic. And it's interesting because all of these things have dovetailed into um, into why or one of the reasons that I'm running for Congress now. Um, I decided. Yeah, I, well, I guess we failed to mention that, yeah. So I'm the, the uh, endorsed Republican candidate for the 3rd District for U.S. Congress right across the river in uh, in uh, western Wisconsin. Oh. And I, I decided to run for Congress when um, I wrote my congressman, his name's Ron Kine, an email asking him his stance on the impeachment of the President of the United States, and he, he didn't write me back, and then I called the office. And I talked to a young lady, and then they never called me back. And I'm not used to that, especially when someone's job title is representative, not, you know, overlord or something. Um, so I started looking into this guy, and I realized, no kidding, he's the reason that uh, Congress has a lower approval rating than the IRS. It's just that simple. He uh, says one thing when he comes home, and he goes to D.C. and votes another way. And uh, it's time for a change in our country, we can see what's happening. I mean, for Pete's sakes, you guys are essentially ground zero yeah. uh, for all of this stuff. And, and I want to yeah. be very, very clear. Um, what happened to Mr. Floyd was just unconscionable. Mm-hmm. There's no way to describe that other than just unconscionable. You can't even believe that that would happen in the United States in 2020. And being in the military for such a long period of time, so I spent 26 years defending people's rights to peacefully protest. That, that is a right that we have as Americans. But nobody has spent a millisecond in the military defending someone's right to riot because you don't have one. So if you commit a crime and you're wearing a badge, you're a criminal. Right. And if you commit a crime and you're not wearing a badge, you're a criminal. The, the common denominator is uh, the crime, and it's the depraved heart that leads to that crime. Not the badge. And we got to remember that. These men and women protect us as we sleep at night. And that means a lot to me and the rest of the folks in the military because we're able to do our jobs overseas knowing that these men and women wearing uniforms are protecting our families. I mean, that is a real thing. And folks who haven't served um, may not understand that at the visceral level that, that military people who have deployed overseas do. So... I stand with our men and women of law enforcement. I don't stand with any criminal, but I stand with our, our men and women of law enforcement because the, by far the vast majority of them um, are getting up every morning trying to do what's, what's good. And let me tell you something about this guy named Ron Kine. Uh, he was an attorney, and he was a uh, special prosecutor, a prosecutor in La Crosse for a few years. He did a phone call with all 18 sheriffs in our district. We have 18 whole and partial counties in our district. And he got on there and he said, hey, look, folks, I will never sign a bill that removes qualified immunity from police officers. I won't do that. I was a prosecutor. I'm one of you guys, right? Well, that's not mm-hmm. me. What he failed to mention was eight days before, he co-sponsored a bill that removed all qualified immunity from police officers <laughs> at the federal level. Oh, You're like, are you got to be kidding me, man. So eight days before he got on there, Ugh. I promise you I'll never do this. He had already co-sponsored that bill. 
And just to explain what that means, qualified immunity is not immunity. That qualified is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So if a police officer commits a crime on on uh, duty, then they're going to be prosecuted. Um, what that does is it provides protection from frivolous lawsuits. So if you remove qualified immunity from police officers, what's going to happen is this. Every police officer in the nation, because that's a federal bill, would have to become an independent contractor. They would have to form an LLC and buy their own private insurance. Otherwise, if they do something and they, they, to the best of their knowledge, they're acting lawfully on the job protecting us, they can lose their house and they could lose their, the money they save for their kids' college. So what that means, the practical application, uh, being a, you know, a senior enlisted Navy SEAL, we always break things down to the practical application, is this. You're going to stop recruitment of all police officers in the United States. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is retirement eligible will retire. And the rest of the people, I don't know how many people are going to quit. We already underpay these public servants. Um, we, they're just underpaid already. So now we're going to take away, what, 20% of their salary because they're going to have to have all these administrative costs and buy their own insurance? It, it doesn't make any sense. And so that's the problem with Congress. you got these people, like Ron Kind, who just flat-out bold-faced lie to folks, and no one calls them on it. Well, we're calling him on everything because it's time for a change in the nation. Yeah? No, no doubt. we got to take a break oh, here, but we'll be back. Can you just stay for another segment? Derek, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got to tell you, going into break, you know why I thought I knew you? Why? I didn't know you starred in the movie Act of Valor. That I love that movie, man. Oh yeah, that was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's why I thought I knew you because, like, I know this guy. Well, um, well, great movie. You know, that, that scene, that movie was made to increase our numbers. Um, we were just. We were short on seals. Uh, yeah. Very hard to produce. But that scene, I think you're probably referring to on the boat, that interrogation scene, mm-hmm. that, that's the only interrogation I've ever done. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And uh, it was unscripted. These guys, these guys go, go in there, find out what's going on, when and where. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I know in Hollywood you think we just throw a dart at a map and go over there and invade whatever country that landed in, but that's not how that works. <laughs> There's a huge amount of stuff behind it. So I at least got to know this guy's name. Um, and they told me his name. It's Alex Vidoff. He's actually a friend of mine. I mean, he's very, very liberal, different politically. I mean, polar opposites, but, you know, he's still an American. But he also he, uh, immigrated here from Ukraine. Um, he's of Jewish descent. Uh, he lives in Hollywood. He's got a daughter, and he worked with a Serbo-Croatian acting troupe for six months. Well, my first combat deployment was to Bosnia, and at that time in the, the uh, mid '90s, I could speak Serbo-Croatian very well. And so my plan was this: walk in there, introduce myself in Serbo-Croatian, which I did, and then that'll break the ice, so we can start talking about whatever. Right? Well, he doesn't speak Serbo-Croatian; he speaks Russian. Oh. I don't. I don't speak Russian. So if you watch that again, my entire plan went out the window before I sat down. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, oh, boy. But uh, when you see in the movie, I say something about you're going to be locked up and all that stuff. And I slide the iPhone over, and there's a video of him with this girl in the pool, right? Um, what he actually saw was a still photograph of his real daughter that I found on the Internet. Oh, and God. that's when he snapped. <laughs> Everything I'm saying in that 
scene has nothing to do with the character uh, Christo because I didn't have a script, so I didn't even know who he was and what was going on in the storyline or any of, I didn't know any of that. So everything that I'm saying is directed directly at Alex Vidoff, the human being actor, not his character, because I didn't know who the character was. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be, we'll be right back with Derek Van Orden right up to this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You know, today I've had a good day. I've been, my third interview today is with Derek. My first was with Robert Irvine, you know, the chef on the Food Network. Oh, yeah. Robert's a great guy. And then Malcolm McDowell, the, one of the greatest actors ever born, was on. His wife's from Bloomington. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. We were schmoozing about that. And now our great guest, Derek Van Orden, United States Congress uh, 2020. He's had enough. Basically, I'm looking at the only two words on the on the uh, descriptor page for you. The only two words are the words enough and is, as in enough is enough. <laughs> Those yeah. are very boldly printed. So, yeah, uh, Navy SEAL, uh, movie star, you know, big shot. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You <laughs> forgot a couple things. Okay. All business owner. <laughs> My wife and I opened a cafe yeah. uh, that we sold last year. That was awesome. We opened that up to uh, really pay back to the village that had taken care of our farm for over a decade um, in northern Wisconsin. Um, they took care of it when I was in Afghanistan, Iraq, and North Africa. And th- This is what the people of Wisconsin are like, and I'm going to encourage you guys to come over here. Well, I love Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, well, you need to move over here. So listen, <laughs> these folks How are your taxes? To, well, it's nice. Uh, <laughs> He just mumbles. I like that. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. Okay. <laughs> they, wouldn't even take, they wouldn't even take gas money um, oh. for the lawnmower when they mowed our lawn. Oh. So the village cafe closed. Uh, Sarah and I really invested our life savings that we'd saved over 20-some years into that place, rebuilt it, and then got a customer base going and, and then sold it. But you gotta, you're gotta you either living your values or they're not your values. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did. And, and then uh, right now uh, we have a little hobby farm. Up there we had 80 acres of hay, and down here we raise um, alfalfa. And here's what's cool. We've got 14 acres tillable. And that alfalfa goes from my front and backyard right down the road to a dairy. And then that milk goes a little further down the road to Ellsworth and makes Ellsworth cheese curds. 
Ooh. So every morning, every morning, I wake up and I look out and I see cheese curds. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> is Wisconsin. There you that go. Is that is yeah. Wisconsin. You're absolutely right. Uh, we're, I'm a yeah. huge fan of Wisconsin. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Okay, so this Congress thing. So you get, you get elected to Congress. You are sworn. Yep. You, a, a person that's elected to Congress. Are they sworn in to uphold the Constitution of the United States? That's my understanding. Okay, but, so uh, but well, what, what well, I'd like to know is the people that have done the swearing in and that are quickly trying to eliminate the Constitution of the United States. Why aren't they removed from office when why that's aren't they? their I agree. when that's their pledge? Yeah, I can't answer that question, but here's what I can tell you: I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. I did that when I was 18 years old. And that oath didn't expire. And I've been protecting the Constitution uh, my entire life. Uh, it's interesting. People ask me, they ser- and they're serious, do I support the Second Amendment? I'm like, I've carried a gun my entire adult life. <laughs> what, what do you think? And, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. But people are concerned now because there are people going to office and they, they do all these things and they support this and they support that. And, you know, they, they back the blue and all these slogans that they say, and they really don't mean anything. I mean, look at the look at someone's actions. Don't listen to their words. So some of the words that are super important are, like, shall not be infringed. That's the Second Amendment. These rights shall not be infringed. And there's no, there's no reason to change that. It shouldn't change. If you don't believe in the Constitution, um, you need to rethink what you're doing. The biggest problem is the people who don't believe in the Constitution that are in Congress, they have the majority of Congress, so no one's going to do anything about it because right. they have the majority. <laughs> so nothing's going to happen. Unless you have the majority, you're just going to lose every fight. Well, that's why That's the problem with the two-party system. Back. Yeah. Hey, listen, this guy, um, he built himself as a moderate Democrat. Like, okay, um, is Adam Schiff a moderate Democrat? Is oh. Jerry Nadler a moderate Democrat? <laughs> are the SWAT, are they moderate Democrats? No. Is Nancy Pelosi a moderate Democrat? Well, the answer is no. Ron Kine votes with those people that I just mentioned 95% of the time. Yep. This is the problem and, with the two-party system. You can't win because you don't have the majority of the House. And without the majority well, of the House, you lose every vote. Well, then then we operate within the system that we have, young man. Yeah. And we take back the House. <laughs> we got to take back the House, but it's going to be tough to take back the House this time. It really is. It it's is, not yeah. going to be an easy task. Well, it never is. What What's worth doing is easy. You know what I mean? Yep. This country is worth, uh, it's, it's worth fighting for. That's what I am doing. And we can't throw our hands up and say, geez, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it, man. Right. We, we cannot do that. We must say, yes, this is going to be hard. There are forces that are working against our nation that want to destroy our constitutional republic. Yeah, it's and I'm, it's, not, it's, I'm not it, putting up with it. It's called, I'm the our, only it's called our youth. This race. <laughs> I'm, well, this is going to devolve into a bare-knuckle street fight, and I'm the only person in this race who's actually been in a bare-knuckle street fight. Yep. And I won all of them. <laughs> my, recommendation, my, my recommendation is to, is to wear gloves, actually. Um, but hey, so the comment about the youth, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I also know that the youth is our replacement. 
And every single generation says the same thing about the next generation that comes along. You know, you, you crazy Elvis Presley rock and roll listen, hip swiveling kids. Right. <laughs> I was in excess listening 1980s Wavo or whatever they called us, you know. It, it's the same. And we have to understand that that's, that's biblical. And yeah. so it's been that that concept has been around since recorded time. But this anti-American thing is growing so quickly in the 20-some-year-olds. It's scary. Then we educate them. We tell them the truth. And I, I read this thing um, to folks now because the, the lack of an understanding of historical context in America is, is kind of crazy. But so I tell this whole story. Let me... How much time do I have? I, I need like four minutes. I'll you have four break. minutes exactly. Perfect timing, <laughs> sir. All right, let's stop. So here's a little vignette. What it does, it, it captures American history, where we were, an actual spot in time. Um, this was right after the Civil War. And this guy named Plessy, he said, I'm not taking this anymore. I am a, I'm a man. I am not going to be treated this way. And he went into a whites-only compartment on a train. You should be able to stop the story right there. Can anyone here even imagine a whites-only train car? Right. So just that in itself, we've progressed so far. But he got arrested. He knew he was going to get arrested. He didn't spit at the cop. He didn't fight the the police officer. No one burnt a building. No one tore down a statue. He got arrested. And his case wound its way up to the Supreme Court of the United States. And all the justices but one said, hey, man, that's just the way America is. We are separate but equal. That's just the way we are. But there's one guy, one justice, who said no. And he wrote this. In the view of the Constitution, in the eye of the law, there's in this country no superior dominant ruling class of citizens. There is no caste here. Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. In respect of civil rights, all citizens are equal before the law. The humblest is the peer of the most powerful. The law regards man as man and takes no account of his surroundings or of his color when his civil rights, as guaranteed by the supreme law of the land, are involved. Now I ask you this. How many people are, that are listening to this disagree with that? None. No. How many how many justices on the Supreme Court would not only write that, but they would publish it and scream it from the mountaintops? All of them. Every appellate court judge, every municipal judge, every police officer, every firefighter, paramedic, school teacher, construction worker. We all believe this. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, men and women, have died to defend that. But back then, it was only one. So when people are telling and I want to encourage the people listening to this phone, or to uh, our broadcast. When people are telling you America is a bad country, that it's an evil country, that it's not a country that strives for justice, that it's a hateful country, that the relationships between our citizens are degrading to the point where eventually we're going to implode, it's not true. It's just not true. So when you're done listening to this podcast, all of you people, I want you to walk outside of your house. First of all, thank God you're born here or you moved here legally and you became a citizen. And you look at anybody that starts barfing on America and you say, no, this is an exceptional nation. I have lived and worked on five of the seven continents 
and been to more countries that I can even remember. And I am telling you, from experience, that this country is truly blessed by God. And if anybody is telling you something else, they're either ignorant or they have an agenda. I love it. Derek Van Orden, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Derek, I, I want to invite you on the KQ Morning Show as well, because the, K- the KQ Morning Show has a huge western Wisconsin audience. Yeah, let's do it. Man. Tons of people. So I will reach out to you again. But, Derek, you're a terrific guest. I believe everything you've just said. It's really good to hear someone, as we do, lo- that loves America, wants to make America better, not tear it apart. I love hearing right. it, and thank you so much for your time. I will. Should I reach out to Justin uh, and, and get you booked on the morning show? Yeah, that would be great. And uh, last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, if people want to know more about the campaign, please go to VanOrdenForCongress.com. And at Derek Van Orden at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Oh, they'll probably block them like they're blocking everybody else now as a you know a semi-conservative <laughs> view. I view that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Derek. We'll talk soon, yeah. sir. All right. Have a good day. Bye. We'll be back with the family.